Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Daniel. As I watched, thrones were set in place, and an ancient one took his throne. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head looked like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, and its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and flowed out of his presence. A thousand thousand served him, and then ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship that all the peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel reading from the 18th chapter of John. Oh, Lord. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, He saith that I am a king, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? The Gospel of the Lord. Well, grace and peace to you, dear friends, in Christ this day. A couple years after I finished seminary, I took a Dave Ramsey class called Financial Peace University. Have you heard of it? I know it's happened here uh, in the past. But if you've never heard of it, it's a course that's taken over a few months to learn and apply some basics of personal finance to your life. And as the name suggests, to find financial peace. Well, with lots of student loans, I was looking for help getting out from under the weight of debt. And I had never really spent much time learning about finances or debt reduction strategies ideas for being generous in your giving or tactics for saving. And so while my financial situation wasn't a disaster, I had a lot to learn. I walked away from that course with a very different attitude about money and with determination to apply my learnings to giving, saving, and spending with intention. One of the smaller takeaways uh, I remember from this class was a conversation that cash is king. Ramsey suggested that whenever you're making a purchase where there's even a chance of negotiation, to show up with cold, hard cash. Now, I must admit this sounded a little ridiculous to me. (laughs) Uh, You know, he suggested if you need to buy a new washing machine to take a few hundred dollars in cash to the store and negotiate to get a lower price. Now, as a general rule, I don't carry cash. 
maybe it's my generation or that I just like to track things through the bank because the bank can't forget how I spent that $20. But I do have one memorable experience of using this cash is king concept. I was looking for a used bike, a much nicer bike than I'd ever had before. And I'd saved up over several months to get one. So I followed Dave Ramsey's advice, getting cash out of the bank um, and taking everything that I had saved with me to go look at bikes. Well, when I met with a seller, I unfortunately didn't have as much money as they were asking for, for the bike. But I had a wad of cash. And that seller definitely was eager to take that cash and trade me the bike for it, even though it was less than they asked for. Cash is king. Does this resonate in your life? It's kind of the way the world works, isn't it? Our world pretty easily recognizes power and success. Cash has power. Wealth and fame bring power. When we think of a king, though this is technically a queen and a prince something, does anyone know? Consort or something? I looked it up. Don't we imagine something like this, like golden thrones, ornate and expensive decor and clothing, gold covered everything. When we think of a king, we imagine this royal power that's been achieved through diplomacy, cutting deals, or military battle, through domination of territories and colonies. If I say king, chances are you imagine something very similar to this. And honestly, when we look at the reading from Daniel that Joseph read today, that's pretty much the picture Daniel puts before us, too. Fiery thrones, this otherworldly throne room, still a throne room, with servants attending the ancient one who is sitting at the throne. Daniel says a thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. The prophet Daniel actually builds on the image of king that cultures have known and accepted for eons. But then we get to our gospel today from John. And in this story, Pilate questions Jesus after he has been arrested and turned over to authorities. Now, brief history lesson, Pilate was the Roman governor in charge of a Um, the Roman-occupied territory of Judea. Even with all the years that have happened since this conversation between Pilate and Jesus, can you imagine what Pilate thought as he looked upon Jesus, the king of the Jews? Pilate, an official in the largest empire in the world, and Jesus, an itinerant preacher from a fishing village. Pilate looks at him and asks, so are you the king of the Jews? Jesus wasn't anything like other kings, certainly nothing like Caesar 
king of this giant, powerful, wealthy empire. Well, Jesus responds to Pilate, my kingdom is not from this world. I can just see Pilate's brow furrow with a mix of pity and disbelief and thoughts of, you're just completely wacky. As he looks back at Jesus. It's not hard to see that Jesus is not a king that the world expects. When Jesus responds to Pilate, he is saying, my kingdom is utterly unrecognizable to someone like you, Pilate. And the way that you understand power and privilege and what the future looks like and what security looks like. There's nothing in common between the worldly kingdom of Rome and Jesus' kingdom of God. Where a worldly kingdom celebrates riches and powers, Jesus exemplifies humble service. Where a king like Caesar would show military strength and violence against enemies, Jesus himself is arrested and executed. A worldly kingdom would applaud glory and prestige. But Jesus didn't spend his time with people like that. He spent his time with the most rejected and outcast in society. And perhaps most importantly, a kingdom like Pilate's, would attain political dominance over others, occupying territories like Judea so that they could tax and govern them. But Jesus valued relationships with others, so much that he literally says to Pilate, those who follow know my voice. Know my voice. Powers and empires don't really care about maintaining relationships. Jesus is not a king like we expect. He's a king who speaks to the lowly and rejected. A king who serves rather than being served. A king who enters the holy city, not triumphantly on a horse or a chariot, but seated on a donkey colt. To imagine Jesus sitting on a golden throne like the royalty that we imagine today is beyond absurd. Jesus' kingship is most visible in his crucifixion. You see, this is his enthronement as king. The moment at which the declaration of his kingship is truly made public for all to see. To which kind of kingdom do you pledge your life? Is it true for you that cash is king?
Or are you willing to be part of this upside-down kingdom that looks to the world like losing? Does society's sense of power and success drive you each day? Or do you follow the call and the voice of the Good Shepherd and make your life about serving in humility rather than achieving security? As we celebrate our stewardship today, we seek to follow Jesus' call Jesus' voice, which tells us to go and do likewise. Friends, this is a call to an utterly different kind of kingdom than our world knows. It is a call to serve generously, to overflow with care and kindness, to welcome with radical hospitality, not the most prestigious and powerful but the most outcast and rejected in our society. It is a call to give of ourselves in unlikely relationships, to give of our time, and to give through our finances in order that we might share God's extravagant love in a hurting world. You see, Jesus has called us to steward or to take care of that which we've been given. That includes our skills and our talents, our time and our relationships, and our bank accounts in a way that shares God's love and serves Jesus' special kind of kingdom. May Christ, the servant king, be your shepherd. May you follow Jesus' voice. Jesus is calling in love to you to be transformed by the power of this upside-down kingdom. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.